once we have a president. Yeah. Well, you know, you know what they're saying. You know, they're making the frogs gay, and um, mm-hmm. I guess I thought that was five G. <laughs> I mean, I don't. Whoever said it? I mean, so many conspiracies. I thought five G was making everyone gay. I don't know. There's also was it um, what was the other one? Pizzagate. Yeah, Pizzagate. The ties into all the QAnon stuff. Um, apparently, people are dressing up as water buffaloes and having sex, and yeah, Mount Rushmore or something. The uh, basement the in the pizza place. Yeah. I um, just think it's hilarious, too, that 4chan is actually, like, an organized political force now. They are? I mean, they're the I ones who are really pushing, like, the QAnon stuff. Organized? Well, I mean, there's a website. So, I mean, that counts for something, right? Okay, that group of Space Jam has a website. They just talking shit. <laughs> basically yeah but like every so often i'll be driving along and i'll see like some random guy in leavenworth kansas with like a cube bumper sticker yeah yeah it's or like the white rabbit with the q on it too because that's a thing no yeah yeah okay so with that guys welcome to the new episode of delivery bros my name is anthony anthem aka black fabio aka the midnight mm-hmm. marauder aka mr aka and yeah, guys, we've been going for like the last minute or two. And I just got to say right now, what in the fuck is going on with these conspiracy theories? And why in the <laughs> hell is there a thing called QAnon? Also, let me just go ahead and introduce everybody that's here. We got Mark Pryor right there. And we got the handsome young Chris. What is your last name, Chris? Chris Cole. Chris Cole. <laughs> Chris Cole. Chris yep. Cole. I'm so, each other's guys all the time. We brought another friend along. Basically, we're having a threesome of fun. Wait just a second. <laughs> Hold on, okay, just a second. Uh, a okay, okay. fun. We said a threesome of fun. I didn't say a threesome of sex. I, oh, I didn't hear the fun part. Yeah. You nasty ass. I'm telling your wife. No, you're not. I'm telling her. No, you're I was not. like, you're like your Mrs. Pryor, your husband was talking about having a threesome with me and Chris. No, you <laughs> I gotta do something before work. (laughs) Mark just I'm still here. I just have something to do on that on camera. Uh, Mark's like, I'm just gonna take the video now. If I I just can't look at my face right now. (laughs) Man, he shut it down faster than a Twitter beef. (laughs) Exactly, yeah. Oh, there he is now. He's trying to to hide away. Our idiot in chief tweets have been flagged recently. Jesus. Well, that's because he's an idiot. Nobody listened to him on Twitter anymore. He ain't relevant. No. People that did listen to him have been kicked off Twitter. You know how sad it is that Twitter holds their users to a higher standard than Facebook? Yeah. yeah. Man, I don't know. I just breathe on Facebook and I go to jail. <laughs> exactly, yeah. It's like, wait, no, I can't post for 30 days. What? Yeah, seriously. One time I posted about the podcast and I got flagged saying that it had sexual content. What I was talking about was empowering communities. I mean, it depends how you're empowering them, too. (laughs) If it were something like, okay, so here's what we're going to do. All right, so I'm thinking everybody needs to be a pimp, have about five hoes, and... um, No hoes? We're going back to the hostess conversation? Back to hostess now. It's like, no. No, I'm talking about prostitutes, damn it. (laughs) I remember everybody... drugs and guns. Remember everybody, sex work is real work, but so is baking. (laughs) Is is that why Santa's always so jolly? 
You know, you nasty. I mean, you he know, it's pretty it. cold up in the North Pole, too. You need something to keep you warm. Well, <laughs> you know, it, it definitely ain't going to be the candy canes. <laughs> I, I mean, mean too. I mean, even even Santa enjoys some Christmas pie. <laughs> wow. That was God. being nasty. I'm getting flashbacks to that terrible single that The Rock put out back that in was like the, the greatest early single 2000s. ever. <laughs> yeah. Where everybody <laughs> had a piece of pie after that. He's talking about grandma had pie, but I had cobwebs on it. And everybody um, loves pie. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, including true. Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Who would yeah, I just remember oh, that was like his uh, Yep. Speaking of which, you smell that? You smell what the rock is cooking? I, yep. <laughs> yes, I do. You guys okay. smell that? Exactly. Tell your wife to get the cooking. What? I am telling her no such thing. You tell her that. No, I don't live there. Exactly why you should be the one to tell her that. Nope. Because <laughs> you got to take one for the team, sir. Uh-uh. <laughs> take one for the team. I'm chubby, not stupid. Yeah, good point. You know, that, that, that I, then I would be going to your funeral. It was like, this was the last call I have with Mark before he made that great error that every man should never make. You know, it's, they're just going to show this in, like, your funeral. Uh, it'll be like, tell your wife, get to cooking. And then, like, the whole screen goes black and white. Gentle piano music starts playing. It'll be like this. Hello, Dr. What I could do is just cut off the video when, he, when they say that. We'll give it a very soprano feel You just see it. a blonde flash come exactly. out of nowhere and then the freaking video goes. I was like, yeah. I think that was his wife. Don't stop my video being replaced by unable to connect screen. <laughs> oh just, my just, oh. <laughs> things will be going just fine and all of a sudden you guys will just see a message that says video unable to connect. It's like, what's well, this cool feel? Well, we think of Ross Mark. Dust in the wind. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Chris, uh, talk about how Rinkus has been handling the Trumpox. I mean, the pandemic. Uh, the, I, I know you were about to say Tupacalypse. I mean, that was a good album. Tupacalypse. <laughs> so, so that's who caused the coronavirus. They did have Tupac under the, you know, in a bunker under the earth. I like to call it the Trumpocalypse because let's face it, who else am I going to blame? It's like, that's not COVID, that's thug passion. Exactly. Kill uh, me! Uh, you know, I'm pretty sure the California love video was set in like 2020 or something, right? California knows how, knows to, how party. to party. Uh, so, gentlemen. Yes. I know how Mark has been doing because, you know, he's been making babies in the apocalypse. I mean, that's babies. what you did. One. One baby. One baby. <laughs> I don't know. You might be trying to go on for the second round. Not yet. Like, He's, He's going for the sequel, The Second Coming. <laughs> Not four months later. <laughs> Baby right. two. Hey, you might be trying to, you know, just, you Besides, know, I have up. to move and moving's a pain in the ass. I mean, that's true. You know what you can name if you have a second child? You You're should not name him. him Chris. 
You should name him elect. I was gonna say you should name him Electric Boogaloo. No. <laughs> Baby two <laughs> electric boogaloo. Electric boogaloo. <laughs> Mark two, the electric boogaloo. Mark two. <laughs> Mark two, the sequel. Exactly. The sequel, electric boogaloo, the chronicles. This is Mark's second child, a robot. <laughs> M2D2. M2B2. Mark two, the Force Awakens. <laughs> or you can name him something great like Anthony. We consider there was a few names we considered, but we decided to go with a different name that want to get confused with someone else that we know. But Anthony was on our, our short list of consideration, so was Chris. Oh, oh. We decided to avoid confusion would be easier to just give him his own name. Oh, I mean, you know, sometimes I'm pretty sure, like, up. Chris pooped his pants today. Which one are you talking about? I don't know. <laughs> Anthony, did you forget the wipe? <laughs> yeah. I'm just start tagging you guys randomly on Facebook with things I say to Charlie. By the way, guys, guess what? What? It's the 21st. No! Oh, wait. Oh, you God. know what that means, right? <laughs> You know what that means? I mean, I heard some people were going to get superpowers, right? Black people are getting superpowers. But where the <laughs> hell am I? I mean, You're so what'd you get? I, mean, I are keep you telling getting... you that. I mean, I'm trying here. I'm trying to see if I can get something to come out my finger or something. Just like, ah! Hey, this is a G-rated podcast, motherfucker. <laughs> when did this become a G-rated fucking podcast? Who the fuck we only that? have Madaji Trois of fun here, too. We only have three ways of fun. <laughs> I also I'm, said motherfucker right after I said that. Yeah, I, I know, know, motherfucker. What the f- I'm sitting here, man, I can't get nothing to come out. I've tried everything. <laughs> Have you tried Viagra? You know what? Fuck you, Mark. <laughs> fuck you. you may want to speak to your doctor. Okay, first of all, Blue Chew sponsor <laughs> me because I know if you chew it, you can do it. I do want <laughs> Blue Chew as my sponsor. Blue Chew, we are 30 and up. Especially Mark, get him some blue juice so you get that second kid coming. Why does he call Patrick Mahomes and see if he'll sponsor you? He's sponsoring everyone else lately. I mean, I'm about to say, yeah, we'll get you some blue chew. I'll give you some. Hey, Chris, you can I get mean, a bag you know too. That. Hey. I'm good. We all, we're the, I bet you are good, back. sir. We already know you ain't firing <laughs> no blanks. <laughs> I mean, you know, you do have one confirmed kill. I mean, seriously. You must yeah. have really killed it, sir. <laughs> <laughs> I just like disappear off camera. I like I'm like, both uh, of you so much, Chris. I'm gonna smack you upside the head the next time you see me. I'm still in my bubble here. Well, I take that back. I do have to. Uh, I am helping with the Renaissance Festival Nights of Lights. Did he just do a shameless plug? I did. Sure I dropped did. that. Where's it going to be at, sir? It's going to be at the the Kansas City Renaissance Festival grounds from what is today, December 21st to December 24th. After that, December 26th to 27th, and perhaps uh, December 31st to January 2nd. Are you channeling Osmos again? What is that voice? I could. <laughs> I could. I've got. 
I do have the Osbo hat just lying around. Of course you do. Just FYI. I need to wash it real bad, too. Motherfuckers come on my show and they start doing shameless plugs and shit. Hey, you know, I did just... I thought he'd be trying to nerd me. In the City Renaissance Fair, sponsor me. Shit. I, you know, honestly, it won't take much. I'll just be like, here, you want some cop tickets? There you go. Boom. Thank you very much. Yeah. You know, I could use that. I mean, hell, give me a give me a blacksmith made sword, you know, give me some shuriken, some exactly. ninja stars or something, a helmet. There can only be one. A turkey leg. We honestly, we probably have some of that stuff in like a drawer somewhere too. That's what uh, I'm saying. We have like a legit when I went in when I interviewed at the job. I went into um, the entertainment director's office, the woman who'd be my, who would actually end up being my boss, and she had, like, a legit Highlander McCloud Claymore on the wall, like an actual replica from the movie. Damn. And it's like, yeah, all right. I think I can do this. That's tight. Do you have a sword in the stone somewhere? Uh, I mean, probably. Or Lady in the Lake. Well, we that's a security issue, too. If we have a lady in the lake, we call the Sam's to be like, oh, ma'am, I'm sorry. I think you have to leave. What oh if she's handing out swords? Strange women laying in pond handing out swords is no basis for government, Chris. <laughs> help, help. I'm being repressed. Oh, Lord Jesus. No, as I was saying, at least hook me up with a turkey leg renaissance festival. I've been faithful <laughs> to you. I mean, shoot, give me one of them I mean, big turkey know, legs. I mean, or at least give me one of them girls, you know, who push up her boobs, like, all the way up here. And then, like, uh, uh, I'm, I'm sorry, that's not so sexist. I mean, uh, you know, we... But we everybody loves so titties, okay? <laughs> Men love titties. Girls love titties. Girls will be like, oh, my gosh, look at your boobs. Oh, yeah, you can touch them. Oh, my gosh, they're so firm. Yeah, men do that, and they're going to go to jail. Well, if we do that, we're going to jail. Yeah. That's what I mean. I mean, girls can do that and be like, wow, you're so buoyant. But mine's are kind of floppy. But it's okay. I love your floppiness. And then with us, it's just like, um, I, what's up, dude? Um, That's not something dudes can say to each other. Uh, it's like, like we can't be like, floppy. it's like, you know what? Your dick print looks good in those sweatpants, bro. <laughs> yeah, dude, those gray sweatpants, solid choice, bro. Well, yeah, man, I could see the I could see the D in the in the sack. God, it was like man, Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven for PlayStation four. Get a nineteen inch penis with hydraulics coming soon in the DL. <laughs> I think the actual gameplay is coming soon to the DL. Oh my gosh, masculinity really needs to just go away. Yeah, yeah. There's no reason a man shouldn't have feelings. Or- yeah, shouldn't have what? Shouldn't be able to have feelings or feel emotion. Yeah. Yeah. Unless they're a redneck micro jackass. Yeah, you can. Yeah, dude should be able to be upset about something without having to like punch a wall. Or jack off. Or jack off. But if something's sad, they should be able to cry. Yes. They should be able. If a straight dude enjoys Broadway theater, he shouldn't be judged for it. That goes to you and I, Chris. I, you know, <laughs> listen, Jesus, I don't like what I see. All I ask is that you listen to me. I, I do want, I do wish one thing too, is just like, 
We shouldn't have to shoulder all the burdens of somebody mm. in a household. We should be able to express ourselves too. Another thing is, so what about like a finger in my ass? That should have made me less of a man. You know, we don't kink shame in this tent. We, I think I said kink shape. I meant kink shame. I can't. Freaking the hell, man. I, I was about to say my mouth ain't working right today, but that's probably that not. Going down a rabbit hole that I don't think we want to go down. Exactly. So anyways, back to the finger in the ass. I mean, one time she put a finger in my ass and then it felt like she punctured a lung. And Chris, kudos to you for managing to take a drink out of this conversation. I'm just that. kidding, guys. Anyway. So, I just wanted to just gotta stay hydrated too, you know? I mean, you're gonna choke on your water with that comment. I'm just impressed that her finger was long enough to reach your lung too. You got like some fucking elastic girl here shit. I mean, it felt like it. I felt like she went in and I was just like, oh! K.O. Man, I hope she's okay after that cosmic ray accident. You know, we are not getting anywhere with this episode. We're just talking about some random shit today. <laughs> Basically, yeah. No. Um, but yo, so what are you what been... I was trying to start a conversation with? So what have you been doing during COVID, Chris? Me, uh for the most part, I've actually been uh I started writing for Multiversity Comics, the website. Um I recently had my first lettering gig published. I lettered Home and Worlds Beyond number one for um, Divide District Studios. That's available now at Comixology and their website, dividedistrictstudios.com. Uh, that was with Sean MacArthur and Phil Leon. Um, you know, Sean did the art and the script. Uh, Phil was the editor and the colors and they brought me in kind of last minute too. They had a letter, but he unfortunately had to drop out. So they were like, Hey, um, do you, do you want to learn some software? <laughs> uh, do you want to spend the 30 bucks to learn uh clip studio pro? <laughs> and I was, you could someday be Jack Kirby. I okay so first of all my hand isn't steady enough to be Jack Kirby I don't have that grasp of uh, I don't have that grasp of perspective for art but uh, it's like I I can do a Stanley I can that's that's where I'm setting my goals here Excelsior Excelsior R.I.P. to the goat Uh, oh that still hurts me that I know yeah it's just it's weird that this has you been a pop up random shit. You guys realize Kobe Bryant dying happened this year. That's what started all this. Not all this was Kobe Bryant died. Man, yeah, it's Alex yeah, Trebek is what got me. Yo, know, Alex Trebek was the big one that got me too. Chadwick Boseman got was me, bro. Chad... Yeah, he was the one that made me go, "Oh fuck!" Chadwick Boseman came out of nowhere too. Nobody like, knew he had cancer, bro. Yeah, but like he um. Like, I didn't know that he was fighting that for, like, four years, too. I know. Um, hold on. Uh, Anthony? Anthony? Uh, Anthony, you all right? Man, I got allergies coming out of my ass. <laughs> I hope I that's ass. not literal. No, it's not literally coming out of my ass. I, I'm glad. 
Man, with the weather change going back and forth, man, it's been fucking with my allergies. Yeah. Oh. I was like, I'm not sick, thank you, God. I checked my temperature. I ain't got no throat closing on me or nothing like that. Almost thought I had COVID two weeks ago. <gasps> yeah. Well, that's the thing, too. Like, I'm, you know, I've got allergy, allergers. I've got some allergers here. Oh. Uh, but, yeah, so I have, you know, I get colds during the spring and during the fall. Plus, I've been outside a lot, too, because of RenFest. So I tend to get, you know, scratchy throats just because of the wind. Yeah, it's like it's all mucusy and stuff and it just kind of builds up. Yeah, well, yeah. So like, every- instance, like I'm just gonna say this straight up real quick. It's like I thank God I don't do cocaine. <laughs> yeah. With the booger nose that I have. Right. Like seriously, because I probably would vacuum up a whole line of cocaine with no problem. Did but you know? A mixture of snot and cocaine, so it'd be like blood and white stuff coming out of my nose. During... You could probably sell that too in Vegas for a pretty good profit. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> oh god. Uh, so yeah. And that's where we've gone today. <laughs> Mark Mark don't even know what to say anymore. He don't know what to do. Mark's like checked out too. It's like I just came here. People are talking about fingers off their asses. You guys are the inverse of each other. <laughs> I mean, come on, Mark. We know you get freaky dicky. That's how you ended up with your son. Uh, you don't even want to like. Come on, we all grown here. I resent I mean, that. Huh? I resent that. You're the youngest person here. Okay. First of all, young man. I know I'm the youngest. I'm the youngest person here, but at the same You're time, me by like four years. I know, it's not more. But it's any consolation, Mark. You have the experience. You have reached the holy grail of existence. <clears throat> you. I use my grail shaped beacon. You are made. <laughs> you are made child. You. You have. I did not, I had very little to do with the actual child making process. Well, I'm, well, I mean, not the nine months of holding the kid, but at the same time, you know, you had that one night of making the kid. Mark is just shaking his head right now, just going like, "Oh God." Oh, you know, I mean, you can't. I mean, like, you can't disagree with me on that one. I mean, it's not like you just like you came out of the shower, you accidentally fell, and poop. <laughs> I just tripped. It happened. Like I just tripped in. That's like the God, that is like the one episode of Mr. B they don't show on the BBC. He's like, oh. I am I am just I mean Mr. B tripped on shit, right? I mean so Mark, I mean there's gotta be one sexy episode of Mr. Bean somewhere. I mean, Mark, when it comes down to it, you have superpowers yourself. We all have superpowers in some capacity. We just haven't discovered them. Chris, is, super discovered one. Chris is a super nerd. I mean, I do work at RenFest. Yeah, that you're is like the nerd trifecta. You cosplay for a living, and you're ridiculously good at trivia. Especially I mean, trivia. I mean, you know, we haven't played trivia in a while, too. I wonder why that is. You're working on freaking comics. 
This is, I work at Freaking Comics too. Yeah, I write about Freaking Comics too now. I've been writing a Multiversity since uh, the summer. So, uh, you're living a great nerdy life right now. I'm just I'm just reveling in it. I'm living my best life. Before we get Chris, the super nerd. I I bow I bow to you. What? Hypno all going to the hypno toe. <laughs> oh my god. All hail the hip all hail the glow cloud. All hail the glow cloud. Ah, uh, you know. And all hail super stud Mark Pryor. <laughs> you haven't even seen his final form. The final countdown. Is Mark Sephiroth now? <laughs> <laughs> Can you drop a meteors in the sheets? God. Mark, one day Cloud Strife is gonna kick down your front door. Avalanche just burst into your living room. It's like hey, who's like, dropping meteors in here? Yeah, I'll, I'll take a look at him and be like, man, that's a big sword you got there, fella. God, that's one thing they didn't fix in the remake. Well, and so comes a parody. Final Fantasy VII, the porn parody. Coming to Pornhub. And next I am legit. Yeah, Good I'm legit surprised there isn't one already. Look at Pornhub. True. If they could make a copy. Pornhub that often? What'd you say? Do you look at Pornhub that often to know whether or not there is one? I'm single. You know. <laughs> You know, I mean, a lot of that weird stuff, too, even if you're not looking at Pornhub, it somebody on some blog will some, you know, on somewhere on some website will say, like, hey, this exists. I mean, shoot, they got a Cosby show one. So, I mean, anything's possible. Somebody no, made. We'll get the pudding pop. You get the jello. Oh. Yeah, the Oh God, Bill Cosby! That was a shock too. I mean, well, I know he's like a, in prison. I bet he is. Yeah, and that was like, it's funny too because the only reason there was any uh, legal proceedings was because like Hannibal Burris made a joke. Like of all people who would catch a, um, like a sexual predator the guy from eric andre that's who's cleaning up the streets it's it's morpheus it's what needed to happen guys it is it is by the way speaking of eric andre have y'all seen his comedy special on netflix no i have not no yo it it let me just put it like this watching that stand up, he's in New Orleans, mind you. Yeah, that was the most that that was like it was like watching an acid trip for like an hour. It, it like I, there was a bukkake thing. There was this. <laughs> he was trying to show his dick. Um, this Eric Andre. I mean, that's, that's that's basically his show too. Um, and smoking weed with his mom or something like that. That was funny. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I watching his show too is pretty much like that too. It's like, oh, what's he doing? Up, oh, he's pulling his dick out now. 
Oh, like, uh, yeah, he's taking a bath while there's a porn star right next to him. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, it's hilarious too because apparently those interviews on his show, when they film them, are like forty-five minutes to an hour long, and they chop them down to about like five minutes or so for the show, like or two or three, I think actually. Um, so less cuts. Yeah. So yeah, like um, whoever like his guest is that he's like torturing is there. For, I mean, they're there for like an hour, putting up with. Uh, I'd still rather interview him than it spend five minutes with the idiot in chief. <laughs> I, I I I don't know. He might throw a lobster at me or something. Might be a That's youth. What I, think the entertaining. I I cannot. I literally get so angry just listening to the idiot in chief. We ain't got much longer with him. We got like a month left. This yeah, he's trying to institute martial law. Yeah. Okay, see, this is what we do. We get Kamala Harris. She mm-hmm. jumps over the top rope. She gives him a DDT. <laughs> nah. She, gets, <laughs> she could do like a hurricanrata, right? <laughs> you really just need Kamala, Kamala Harris because she'll just kick ass and take names. She's the one who made Brett Kavanaugh cry. She did, yes. Yes, she did. God. And I wanted her to do the same to Mike Pence. I mean, it's funny, too, because, uh, like, when you see, like, a lot of the lawsuits that Trump has been trying to push through to the Supreme Court, even, like, Kavanaugh is like, yeah, uh, yeah, we can't do this. I mean, he's he just won't accept that he's lost. No, yeah. Even though he's had states that changed blue for the first time in 20 years. Georgia, too. Georgia, y'all. Yeah. Everybody came out and voted. Michigan came out and voted. Michigan was like, we want clean water. That's why we voting. I know, yeah. (laughs) Oh my god, that was at the beginning of that was 2016. Holy crap. I know. It's been almost five years and they haven't had clean water. Oh, that's... I can't imagine having to live there, having to um, having like slush come out of your tap too, toxic slush every time you uh, go to your kitchen, turn the sink on. That's what I'm saying. That's fucked up, man. Yeah, that's something they should have had taken care of long ago. Yeah, I still think that I still think the governor of Michigan at the time needs to go to jail. The mayor, too. yeah, absolutely. They all need to go to jail because of the fact. They are they are responsible for millions of people getting sick and dying. Children, mind you. Yeah. But, of course, the government does not care about poor people. No, no. Absolutely no. But that's why we should eat the rich. Yep. I'm cool with that. All right, everybody, let's get a fork and a knife. We're going to go eat the rich. And uh, that's how we're going to start uh, start our anarchy. We gotta catch up if anyone needs it. That's just gonna be God. Can you imagine actually trying to eat Donald Trump too? It's like this tastes like orange. This tastes like orange spray tan and sadness. Orange spray tan and gristle. Spray tan gristle. God, it tastes like a well done steak with ketchup on it. I don't even think a rabbit bear that's been starved for days would eat him. God, he would smell. He'd be like, "Ooh, you know what? I'd rather die." Yeah, exactly. (laughs) It's like not worth it. I was like, I shit out better stuff than this. 
<laughs> you know, what, uh, you know what I really want to happen next year? What's that? I want to be able to lead the country. Not I forever. For just be able to go out somewhere, go on vacation. Well, if we get vaccines, once we yeah. have a competent person in the White House, I want to be New Zealand right now. Seriously, yeah. New Zealand or Australia too, where they're having like actual concerts and music festivals. And beautiful people. Beautiful people, yeah. There are some beautiful people in New Zealand. Really Jason are. Momoa, isn't he from New Zealand? Oh, no, he's from the Pacific Islands. He's from um like a Samo I think he's Samoan. Oh yeah, he is Samoan. Yeah, because he's from Hawaii and uh Oh that's right. He's Hawaii. a He's Hawaiian-based, but he's from the Polynesian Islands. Yeah, I was like, yeah. wait a minute. Who? Oh, wait a minute. I'm thinking of um, the freaking um, rugby team from New Zealand. Yeah. Uh, what's his name? The guy who plays Boba Fett now. He's from New Zealand. Played his dad in the movie. Like He's an actual Maori, too. Plus, I got a few favorite wrestling girls that are from New Zealand. That I mean... Rhea Ripley. Rhea Ripley's good. I need to get caught up too on um, everything. Sir. Like uh, I tried watching uh, WrestleMania. I tried watching some of the Smackdowns too, and it's like uh, the empty crowd is just kind of killing it for me. I, I'm just gonna tell you this right now. I like I'm just trying to just focus on the matches, the format that they got with yeah. the you know with the Skype and everything, and Zoom calls. It's interesting. Yeah. It's cool. But I'm not gonna lie, AEW's killing them right now. I love the fact that they have uh, Cutler there too, who his entire gimmick is that he's a D and D nerd. Yes, will like body slam people on like D twenties. I don't know. Shoot, his finishing moves the PK. Nice. <laughs> I I love that guy. Like, yeah, when he turned heel, he got t- he got tights with Tiamat on it. That was funny. I've seen that too. I've seen some of the indie shows where he was healed. Yes. Um, Wrestling right now is doing okay. I've seen a lot of indie shows that are way better than WWE's product right now. Even though I'm not going to lie, last night I watched TLC. Mm -hmm. They had a Firefly Funhouse Fire match. Yeah. Whatever um, uh, Bray Wyatt's doing now with his because he did the thing, he did the thing at WrestleMania too, which that was amazing. But the the match with him and Cena, right? Yeah, um, he, yeah. Um, him and um, Randy Orton had an infernal match last night. Uh huh. It was actually pretty damn decent. Hmm. The whole arena had like fire all over the damn place. Huh. And freaking Randy Orton set him on fire. He got up and started chasing him in the ring. And then when he got in the ring, Randy Orton RKO'd him. And the flames went out, and then Randy Orton set him on fire. Nice. That's some old school WWF shit. And yeah, that's like old. That's a free one because it says we have wrestling a minute. Okay, so what we're gonna do is we're gonna come back. All right. Write these messages. Okay. And then we'll do bum, that. Bum, 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 bum. Because I'm too poor <laughs> to get poor, pro right now. So with that, we're gonna stop here. And then we're going to do this again as soon as it goes out in a minute. So while we still got this minute left, anybody want to say anything before we got this minute over? Don't, men, don't be afraid to show your emotions. I agree.
That's good. It's a good note to close out on there. And women, always remember this. If there is no smell in the house, that means you're not cooking enough. Oh my god. I'm kidding. I'm so sorry. I'm so kidding. I can cook. Okay, and we're back, guys. So as you see, we're one less person because Mark decided to flake out on us because he has to go do his husbandly duties. He's going to do uh, the thing. He had to go do the thing with the thing. Do the thing. And the thing. You know? I feel like we're in Goodfellas now, too. Like, you talked to the one guy with the thing? (laughs) Yeah, I think the thing that we got to do... By the way, you kind of a funny guy. What do you mean by that? Like... (laughs) What do you mean I'm funny? What what fuck you mean funny? <laughs> Man, I'm sorry, but Paul Lee was definitely my one of my favorite characters in that. Yeah, um, it's funny too because like uh, I remember when I was a kid, um, I used to watch that show, The Critic, all the time. Yeah, and uh, they'd always reference Goodfellas. But at that point, the only Joe Pesci movie I had seen was Home Alone. Holy shit. So, yeah, it's like, uh, what's going on here? I don't remember the Wet Bandits doing that. I'm dead. <laughs> oh, crap. I think we lost Anthony. No, nope, I'm still here. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I had to blow my nose again. Um. Yeah. Damn that cocaine. You got. You just gotta lay off the rock, man. Just, but, but it makes me feel good, baby. <laughs> you do what yeah. you, you know. What's we up? gotta get through twenty twenty somehow. Yep. So I picked up a drug habit, a very expensive drug habit. Yeah. Sponsor me so I can get more drugs. <laughs> well, you know what was? Who was it? I want to say it was like George Carlin or Robin Williams or somebody that said cocaine was God's way of saying you made too much money. Damn. I want, I don't remember who it was offhand. I'm kicking myself right now. Cocaine is how, you know, God's way of saying you made too much money. Yeah. That's not like a Carlin thing. I ain't going to sit here and lie. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) It was either him or like early, early Robin Williams, like eighties Robin Williams. I freaking love Robin Williams stand up. Just I know. Um, my favorite segment was the one about golf. Oh yeah. Like you put the ball in, you put the tiny ball in the hill. <laughs> so like pool. Pool? Fuck pool. <laughs> we put and the see, ball twenty fucking miles away. And then and then we're going to call every swing you do a stroke because it feels like you're fucking dying. <laughs> God. <laughs> oh, God. There, there's a reason he's one of the greats, too. God, I miss uh, Robert Williams, man. Yeah. His daughter is kind of active on Twitter, too. And, really? Uh, yeah, she... Uh, ever so often will say, like, yeah, whenever her daughter... Uh, whenever her... Um, dad starts, you know, trending on Twitter. 
she'll get like 20 new followers so she'll be like okay cool yeah welcome man because he was one of a kind man i've seen all like pretty much all of his movies man yeah and, yeah um i think i underrated classic was death to smoochie that was yes that's that movie was so underrated yeah i Danny DeVito, I mean, it's funny. He's done like a bunch of uh, really, really funny movies that no one's. Well, they're all like super weird too and like super violent, but. Um... They're always usually super violent, super dark comedy as. Like, there's a movie with him and Martin Lawrence that people don't know about. Really? Yeah, there's a movie where he did one with uh, Martin Lawrence. Like, and it was called, like, What's the Worst That Could Happen? Oh, oh that was him? Yeah, it was Martin Lawrence and him, but there was another one with people don't realize Dave Chappelle was in a movie that uh, Danny DeVito wrote. It's like Danny DeVito and um, who was the other dude? Um, was it Adam? Car- was it Adam Carolla? No, it wasn't Adam Carolla. Was it? Was it? Um, it the name escapes me, but I don't remember Dave Chappelle was in it. And, yeah, and freaking um, Danny DeVito played a uh, mortician in the movie. And they were trying to kill this lady that the main character dude was trying to, um, who was her, he was her butler for a long time, and he was trying to um, basically kidnap her, um, her dog, and trying to get money out of her so he could leave. And it turned out the reason why she was so grumpy because she wasn't getting laid, and her and his dad <laughs> used to, well, you know, do some servant yeah. duties. Yeah. I vaguely, vaguely remember that now. Like, like I know, uh, huh? I know Danny DeVito did throw Mama from the train too. That was a good movie. Yeah, I still, yeah. I still laugh watching that shit. And there was it's twins. Sad. Yeah, there's twins. Uh, I was gonna say I still quote um, "Death to Smoochie" at least you know like once a once a week or so. <laughs> Because um, sometimes when you're playing Snap, you know, um, not Snapchat, uh, draw together too. Mm. You know, you start, the word you get is rocket. And sometimes <laughs> when you start draw a rocket, it doesn't always look like a rocket. <laughs> it was like, oh, look, kids, it's a rocket ship. What are you talking about? That is a cock and balls. Yeah. <laughs> it's a fucking dick. It's. God. Oh it's, my gosh. Yeah. God, that was back when Ed Norton was like a biggest star in the world, too. Before he kind of uh I think he pissed everybody off. But, um Yeah, because I haven't seen anything with Ed Norton. Yeah, the last Damn. thing I remember him in was the uh, the Hulk movie. I forgot that was a thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um Robot Chicken got it right. It was basically a cocaine driven writing of a movie. I mean, a lot of those, I mean, a lot of like the pre-Marvel superhero movies could get pretty wild. Oof. That was it, though. Everybody was excited to see Marvel movies, like, especially in the early 2000s before they started really getting it right. Yeah. Because, I mean, I remember the first X-Men movie. (laughs) Thinking about it now, that that movie was kind of whack. Yeah. But, but everybody wanted time, to see Halle Berry as Storm. You know, she the movies need to do Storm right too. There haven't been like there needs to be like an actual proper Storm movie. 
Yes, it needs to be a standalone storm movie. I don't care if they use the one with the mohawk, the one yeah. with the one with the um, with the dreads, the one with the braids. I don't care which storm they use. They need to yeah. do a standalone movie. Yeah, exactly. I do like punk rocker storm. She looks smoking. Exactly. Yeah. Well, they haven't. I mean, it's funny too because none of the movies have really done her right. Like she's always just been there. Right. I mean, I would love to just see her do a standalone movie and then maybe talk about her and T'Challa's relationship if they ever decide yeah. to bring the male Black Panther back or something like that. Because I know they're going to do it with uh, the girl that plays Shuri. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Technically, she does become the Black Panther anyway. Yeah, yeah. Um, Which I'm excited for. That'll be Yeah, that'll be cool, too. Because I know they've been talking... I know they're doing a Fantastic Four movie now that... Um, they are? They are, yeah. They haven't Again? said much about it. It's in, like, next few years, but Marvel just got the rights back to x-men a fantastic four. Oh, thank god marvel's gonna hopefully do something right yeah so weird to watch a watch a, a watch a avengers movie with no x-men characters in it i know yeah exactly it's and like, even, like, the, in it. yeah exactly I, I forget who it was that said like yeah you know how much money the avengers made imagine how much it'd make if hugh jackman was in it oh that would have been sexy. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I mean, it's yeah. funny. Yeah, I mean, it's funny too because people are saying like, okay, how do they bring the X Men in now that um, you know they got the rights back and the last few movies didn't do that well at all. Well, I mean, Fox. I mean, I don't even know what else to say. Fox. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. I mean, Fantastic, the last Fantastic Four movie. Four minutes of action and everything else was just, yeah, this is Fox. This is what we come yeah. into. Yeah. Um, I just thought about something. What? What's they that? Fox. The thoughts? Not that they have Fox, right? Yeah, yeah. You know, I just thought about something. And, you know, Sony's kind of giving it up too. Since mm-hmm. Spider Man. So I just yeah. thought about something. Like, it's in. Of course, Venom. Venom, yeah. So we might finally get the the movie we've all wanted with Spider Man, and that's the Sinister Six. They've been talking about doing a Sinister Six movie for years. Oh, I would love to see that. That yeah, I mean they um they uh, oh god the Amazing Spider Man the second one. They tried setting it up. Right. Like they had Electro and then they had a scene at the end where they go through and you see like Dr. Octopus arms and vulture wings in a display case. It, it, we were so close with that, but Garfunkel and the studio weren't working together right. And even though Garfunkel yeah. did a decent job, it was just like... Yeah. It's just... When it comes down to it, the current Spider-Man we have right now, he's like perfect in a lot of different ways. Sobey Maguire was the perfect Peter Parker. Garfunkel yeah. was the perfect Spider-Man. And yeah. now we have what we've been waiting for. Just like the nice synthesis. <laughs> exactly. We got both. And he can dance. <laughs> he can't. I've seen that video. I've seen the Rihanna video. <laughs> I was so damn impressed. I bet you even Rihanna was just like, damn, he did that better than me. <laughs> I know, yeah. <laughs> I just stop and be like, is that really him? Is that is that Spider-Man dude? 
Like seriously, like I, I love that kid. He's funny. Mm-hmm. He's athletic. Yeah. He just makes you be like, damn, why is your aunt hot? <laughs> oh like, God. Like, did, did you ever read Oh God, did you ever hear or read a comic called Trouble? Mm-mm. What's it about? It is the it's the worst thing in the world, but just from like the fact they made Aunt May hot in the Spider-Man movies makes me think like, oh god, please no. No <laughs> please don't reference that terrible comic. Wait a minute, wait a minute. But what yeah, huh? what it was, um it was that it was Mark Millar who did like the Ultimates, who uh you know was one of the big writers of the Ultimate Universe. Uh he um you know did that comic the ultimates that really inspired uh you know the avengers movies wizard magazine decided that since they referenced a lot of real world politics they gave captain america a tank um you know the big fight scene with the hulk was basically um the u.s military trying to stop you know a threat they decided that it wasn't actually a superhero comic. It was a war comic. And they really credited Mark Millar with bringing back, you know, war comics after 30 some years. And they asked him like, okay, you've done this. You brought this back. What are you going to do next? And he said, oh, I'm going to bring back romance comics. Oh boy. So <laughs> what he did and he actually, this is an official Marvel release too. They did it through like a subsidiary, but um, it was a teen sex comic. Oh god! Starring Aunt May and Uncle Ben. No, that is a real thing that exists. No, and no, it stars Aunt May, Uncle Ben, and like Peter Parker's biological parents. No. And, that is a thing, and it ends with Peter Parker's biological mom getting teen pregnant. No, Peter, that is a real thing that exists. No, 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 no. That is no. I, I wish I was making this up, but no, it is. Oh God, I need to. I'm gonna check real fast in my. It's considered like one of the worst comics ever written ever. But like every time there's a worst comics, worst releases of all time list, that's always, you know, somewhere floating in the. But. Uh, oh. Okay. Uh, I am. But yeah, like since the guy who wrote it is like a producer on all the. Um, Yep, it's on Comixology. So, ladies and gentlemen, Marvel went hentai. Basically. So. As far as I can tell, it, yeah. If you want... Uh, it's not... Huh? I was just saying, too, that's not on Marvel Unlimited, but it is on Comixology. So, ladies and gentlemen, if you want a mysterious background story that's so sexy that I'll light the candles at night. We're talking about <laughs> Peter Parker's aunt and uncle and uh, Peter Parker's parents 
hooking up and doing the nasty. And then at the end of it, you get the future Spider-Man himself. If you would love to see that, just like you would love to see any type of hentai with that type of impregnation. Of course, you know, sometimes hentai gets a little weird with a little bit of incest, a little bit of tentacles, a little bit of Oni-chan, a little bit of what the fuck is that? Why is that on here? You can find more on the internet. Congratulations. You have now been pulverized in the brain. I, you know, I am so sorry, everyone. <laughs> but it's a, it is a real thing. It is a real official release from, from the people that brought you, from the people that brought you into the Spider-Verse Academy Award-winning film. Into the Spider-Verse. Also from the people that killed John Wick's dog. That too, yeah. <laughs> it's you know I'm just saying Thanos himself wrote that shit pure evil ladies and gentlemen pure evil there is no good that, that there is no good that can come from this for the same producers who made Slade Wilson <laughs> yep oh man so yeah Comicology, guys. Go check it out. Comicology, everyone. Check it out. Just uh, and not on Marvel hint- Unlimited, though. And for you hentai lovers, check out Boku no Pico. That's Boku no Pico. B-O-K-U-N-O-P-I-C-O. You'll be glad you did. <laughs> I, that's, that, that's a little bit out of my, my ball wheelhouse there. I'm just gonna... <laughs> not my wheelhouse either. <laughs> exactly that's just too far Bocono Pico for everybody you get a Bocono Pico <laughs> Zoom, you know what everybody get... <laughs> oh my gosh just <laughs> we need to start a reading club here but yes everybody gets a Portuguese breakfast too you know it's like book it except Portuguese breakfast instead of Pizza Hut. God. I don't know. The, uh, internet's a scary, scary place. You know, for like five years, I know what a Portuguese breakfast is, but it still never gets old. God, you know, it's some of that stuff gets sealed into your brain, too. Thank you, Urban Dictionary. God. It's like the first it's like the first time you see blue waffle. And now they're actually making literal blue waffles. What are they calling them? Fairy waffles? I forgot. Mermaid waffles. Every time I look at that, because like I've seen it in the grocery section, I'm thinking to myself, y'all should be a sandy y'all got damn selves. Y'all don't know what the hell this internet meme is. <laughs> Somebody at Lego had to have suggested as a joke. It's like, you know what really sell? Kids like colors, right? What if and some CEO was like, that's a good idea. That'd be a great marketing move. Oh, that's one of those God. moments where, you know, you know that meme where like the dudes are sitting in the office and the suggestion says, so what do you think would be a good breakfast food for kids? Um, new toaster strudel. Maybe with like new colored frosting. How about blue waffles? That should have <laughs> been the guy that got thrown out the building. I know. Yeah, exactly. Nope, no, 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 no. Uh, they gave him a raise. No, no, no. Satan came out of the basement, 
It's like, <laughs> we should make blue waffles. You know what? That's a good idea. Where'd you come from? Downstairs. <laughs> I, I'm from the lower offices. It's like, shoot. Like, that's great. Yeah. Well, I did a comedian talk about how the Baconator got made. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> oh, I still remember the, what was it, the Double Down at KFC. Okay, that was just sinfully, actually, that was actually pretty decent. Well, yeah, I mean, that he actually liked. I actually, it's funny too, because I was like, I've got to try one. I have to get one just to see what it tastes like. And I tried it. I was like, yeah, this is pretty good. I kind of hate myself right now, but it's pretty good. Yes. KFC, sometimes they be coming out with some low key stuff that you want to try, even though you're yeah. not a fan of KFC, like the Cheetos burger. Yeah. Um, yeah. Cheetos chicken um, sandwich. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I mean, oh god, uh, Mountain Dew had the um, Doritos burrito for a while, and they're like right. Dorito shell tacos stuff like that too. Man, my favorite was definitely the Cool Ranch. Yeah, man, I can't god, believe you got rid of the, um, the um, that one in the um, Fiesta Chili one. I can't believe they got rid of like three fourths of their menu at Taco Bell. I was like, Taco Bell, you have disappointed me more than I have my mother in my whole life. <laughs> exactly. I was just like, it's like, I'm... yeah, at least I still have, <laughs> at least I can make pizza. At least I can make taco pizzas. And they're taking that away too. Yeah. They like, it just don't make no sense. Like, they had some good items on the menu and then they pulled back. Yeah. It was just yeah. like, it was just like, okay, first of all, you can't go from giving me a blowjob every day to give, then going back on me and saying, no, we're going to go back to Handy's. I mean, you could get those at Taco Bell, too. But it ain't the same. <laughs> the Taco Bell blowjob, it's not. Those are the worst blowjobs. I mean, seriously. Like, it's sort of like, for instance, it'd be like trying to compare Cocoa Puffs to Kicks. It's not the same. It's not the same. It's like or yeah, Cocoa it's Puffs, good, but you know what I really want. Yeah, or Cocoa it. Puffs and whatever is on like the giant dog food bags at the end of the cereal aisle. That's sort of like giving me Rice Krispies when I wanted Rice Krispie treats. Yeah, exactly. It's like it's, like, it's halfway there, but it doesn't have the sticky gooeyness I like. Yeah, exactly. It's there's some ingredients missing here. You need to put these together. You need to assemble them right. <laughs> Let us say I want fluffy marshmallows in my mouth. Okay. Exactly. It's like I want to be able to feel like this is sticking to my teeth, to my <laughs> esophagus a little bit. I want to know that I'm disappointing my dentist. I want to know. All I want. I want to know if this is how I get my daddy to love me. Oh wait a minute, exactly. wrong thing. Wait a minute, sorry. Sorry. <laughs> exactly. <Often>. That's <laughs> how you do a Rice Krispie treats. <laughs> That's the secret. Dad, come back to my life. <laughs> Please, Papa, I have brought you some crispy treats. You were supposed to come just... back from the store with the milk. <laughs> he must be buying a lot of cigarettes at the 7 Eleven. And I've already become a stripper. <laughs> Congratulations, by the way. Chippendales, hey, hey, I'm out of shape. <laughs> I mean, you know. If it works for Chris Farley, man, huh? 
Well, you know what? I guess I'll go work at Dusty Diamond Joe's. Dusty Diamond Joe. Dusty Diamond Joe's. God. <laughs> Isn't that the mayor from The Simpsons? It's like I Diamond think Joe's it is. Here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Dusty Diamond Joe's. Yeah. God. Let me go ahead and get my assless chaps ready. Exactly. <laughs> oh, God. It's. Here, we need to go uh, either to, like, the Urban Outfitters. Not the Urban Outfitters. The, um, God, what's the, uh, it's a place next to it at Legends. Crap, what? It's like the, um, the country wear store. Uh, Nigros? Like, I'm thinking of, I'm thinking of Cavenders. That's what I'm thinking of, Cavenders. The only place I know of in Kansas that got a um, country western store, and I always thought it was called Negros, but it's yeah. Nigros. And I was like, damn, this is racist as fuck. And I wrote, oh, it's Nigros. And it's like, I guess the folks that own it, it's literally their last name. Nigros. What's I up, knew Nigros? somebody. Yeah, I guess I knew somebody who uh, went to school with like their kids in like Johnson County at like Overland Park. I was like, what's up, my Nigros? <laughs> I, I, mean, I know they must have hated that, but it reminds me of the um the Dave Chappelle skit where like yeah. they had the family name the niggas, <laughs> the nigger family. Hey, I think, I think it was like right before he died. Richard Pryor said that was um one of his favorite sketches, like one of his favorite comedy bits of like the last ten years or so. It was hilarious. I mean, he was just like. What you niggas doing today? Hey, nigga. <laughs> it's like, I know not to get in between a nigga and his pork. <laughs> like, get my, fa- get my fingers bit off. <laughs> it's like, if it isn't my favorite family, the niggas. <laughs> uh, uh, there was like the white family where it's like, wait, my daughter's dating who? Oh, no. <laughs> it's like, yeah, you know, the nigga boy from school. So I know that that one. Tell me, nigga. Oh, I love that young man. He's a great, yeah. great athlete. Yeah. <laughs> God, Chappelle show. That's. Uh, it's funny too because, um, like he, uh, I've seen stuff he's done where he talks about how, like, he's never really said too much specifically, but how much they, uh, like the studio kind of chewed him up and spit him out too. Oh, yeah, they were trying to get him to do stuff he really didn't want to do. Yeah, yeah. I wanted but him to I guess wear a dress. He was like, dude, I don't want to wear a dress. And then they kept on trying to insist on the word dress. Yeah. Like, it just wasn't his gag. Like, yeah, some comedians do. That doesn't mean all comedians want to, you know, cross-dress. And stuff like that. It was bad. And then on top of that, the studio still hasn't paid him for all the, um, for all the residuals for that show. That's one of the reasons yeah, why they put yeah. it off of Netflix. yeah. And he finally got out yeah, of HBO Max too. Probably, yeah. I, I mean, I haven't, I haven't seen it on HBO Max too. I think part of it too, like, uh, like when they, um, I think when he first started complaining, when he first started saying, "Hey, can, um, we not do this?" That's when the studio released how much he was making per episode. Because I think uh, it was like the third season where it was the sketch where he was in the barber shop, 
where uh, they asked him how much he was making, and he said, hey, man, it's cable. And then they show BET where they're congratulating him on his like $10 million contract. Mm-hmm. That I think that's an actual thing that happened too. Yeah, that's that really did happen. Yeah, they were, they were basically trying to big league him, make him think, "Oh yeah, he's he's making this much. He ain't got nothing to complain about." Blah blah blah. Yeah, he just said fuck it to the contract and left. Yeah, yeah. And what's ironic is now he's making four times that amount. Yeah. So, what? what I mean, he's like, he's got a special fuck Comedy Central. Yeah. Like, because he's not the only comedian they've done wrong. Mm-hmm. On many levels. So, yeah. So there's a lot of comedians that are blackballed from Comedy Central just because they fell some type of way. Yeah. I don't agree with. Um, but yeah, they scored the wrong man and they had a good show. I mean, freaking Kid Pill basically did his show for the last few years. Mm-hmm. What's, I mean, I love Kid Pill. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and I, I think that's. I know that's started too because uh, they got screwed over by Mad TV. Uh huh. I mean, Mad TV didn't really have any funding left when they got rid of Mad TV. I no, mean, yeah. Like Bobby Lee can tell. Like I listened to Bobby Lee's podcast and he talked about it. They had no money, and yeah. especially in the last two seasons that I'm about the show. Like. Mm-hmm. They they were just slowly falling apart. I mean, they were too busy, you know, trying to be like SNL. Yeah. Where instead of just being Mad TV, which was like anti SNL. Yeah, yeah. Which that's why I like the show because of the fact it wasn't SNL. SNL yeah, yeah. could only do so much on their network, but Fox they didn't give a fuck. No, yeah. Like. But, you know, then, you know, new corporate powers came in and took over Fox and they wanted them to tone it down some more. Because, I mean, you think about Mad TV, they couldn't do that here nowadays. They couldn't. They tried to reboot Mad TV and they couldn't do it. And the thing is, too, like Mad Magazine isn't isn't even around anymore. No. Um, I mean, that's one of like the weirdest things about the, the 2000s that Cracked became like a big powerhouse. While Mad was struggling, Mad was, uh, you know, they had to cut down to be like a quarterly magazine while, um, you know, Cracked was launching careers. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, what do you think about it? It was sort of like the era of National Lampoons. Yeah. Lampoons was hot. At one point, then Mad came out and National Lampoons kind of faded out. Kind yeah. of the same thing. It was like, basically, it was, it was a new, it was a basically the end of an era. <clears throat> I mean, it's like anything, too. You've got um, it cycles like you've got, um, you know, National Lampoon be a top for a while. Then after a while, Mad comes in, even though Mad was, um, I think, around crap. I'm not sure when National Lampoon came around, but Mad was active since at least like the 40s. Oh, yeah. Mad uh, been around for a very long time. But National Lampoon was stinking that ass for a couple decades. Yeah, yeah. Then like the that not too long after that crack came around, but um cracked at one point like decided to change their format. And you know, when they went online and they started doing like a lot of the uh like film listicles, 
where you know they did like a list about you know the top 10 plot holes you'd ever notice in your favorite films oh boy which yeah some of those are better than others uh and like from there you get stuff like cinema sins and you know even like uh to a lesser extent like the nostalgia critic and all that you know Hmm. realm i mean and i mean it's just like now especially since everything's so accessible i mean the magazine era in general is just dying like, yeah, yeah, you can access everything online now. Like, we really don't need to. Like, oh, yeah, just subscribe for $1.99. You can get everything you want from the magazine online. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, it just and, like, and a lot of that stuff, too, is super, I mean, it's super profitable, even without like a paywall. Exactly. I mean, shoot, they're getting money just from getting people to look at the site because they got advertisement on the front page. So, yeah, exactly. They're like, you're seeing boner pills on one side. <laughs> it's like, get your boner pills. Get your cigars. Get everything that's bad for you on this side while you're looking at your funniest comic. <laughs> Write that article. <laughs> well, you know, I think we both remember the Attitude Era, like watching Monday Night Raw, where it's like, oh, wow, they're they're showing ads for the underground comedy. Oh, my gosh. They were showing ads for everything. Girls Gone Wild be coming on after 10. Yeah, I got God, girls got wild. Like I said, I remember it was uh it was called the Underground Comedy, which I tried finding out of curiosity once, just because it. I just remember the ads on like super late night TV, where it's like if this mo- if this movie doesn't offend you, you get your money back. They used to do a whole bunch of because like that was when they were on Spike TV and Spike TV was a thing. Because Spike yeah. TV was trying to be like we're the man channel, we're gonna have ass titties and raunchy comedy and god i remember when um they had i just watched that uh documentary happy happy joy joy about rin and stimpy oh boy which, which yeah that oh jeez rin and stimpy just realizing that used to be on nickelodeon at one time yeah but i remember too when they brought on spike tv and they're like yeah we're gonna do rin and stimpy but for adults and they canceled it after like three episodes. I mean, you could only do so much when the shit was just like escalated. They escalated that shit to it was already fucked up for the fact that it was on Nickelodeon. Yeah, exactly. It should have never been on Nickelodeon to begin with. Nah, yeah. So when well, they put fu- it, oh boy. Yeah, I know. When they just let, you know, what's his name, John K go and do whatever he wanted. It's like, oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. I will never look at sawing logs the same again. Yeah, God. I mean, they might as well just call that gay porn right there. That was just... <laughs> well, it's amazing, too, because, like, when every... Like, when everything came out about John K that came out, um, yeah, it was like, I don't... <sighs> God, I'm surprised, but not that surprised. Uh, no. Yeah. Let's see. I remember they had Gary the Rat, Stripperella. Stan Lee's Stripperella, too. Stan Lee, I mean, Stan Lee is not a man that doesn't seem to like, you know, I mean, he's a man. I mean, Stan Lee, I mean, you look at all the superheroes he's drawn that were superheroines and stuff. Yeah. I mean, one thing is they have big personality. You know, 
Have you seen it was like the uh uh it was a clip that it was like an outtake that somebody did uh like somebody who worked with him had like an outtake of an interview with him where Stanley was like now I don't swear but if I do I think we have to appreciate how wonderful the word fuck is <laughs> are you recording it's like are you recording well shit you can go fuck yourself <laughs> <laughs> it's like stand the man I heart Stanley that yeah. that man can do no wrong in my eyes <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> I'm sorry that God. man that man could just appear just randomly on a subway somewhere and everybody's gonna scream like Michael Jackson came. Oh god, I oh did you get a chance to meet him when he was at Comic Con? No, I never got the chance to meet Stan, and that's one of my that's that was actually one of my lifetime goals, and I'm sad about it. Yeah. I, I never got to meet him. I never got to meet um Tiny Zeus Lister. Who, yeah, I never got to meet him either. That it's like some of the people I really wanted to meet in my lifetime already gone. Mm-hmm. I still hope I can still meet Julia White. You know, what's he doing now too? Is he still doing like voice work and stuff? Yeah, he still does voice work. Yeah, uh, I know him and um and um Dante Brasco. Uh, yeah, I know Dante Brasco. Do. Yeah, huh? Dante Brasco was uh, Zuko in Avatar, right? Mm-hmm. He, he did Zuko. He did Jake Long. All yeah. that. So, like, him and Jaleel White, that, that's their bag. They're still making money off of doing voice acting. I, I mean, know, hey, yeah. I think Jaleel just did one of the Sonic voices, if I'm correct, just recently. Yeah, because he was the original Sonic when yes, they was. did the two cartoons. And yeah. So, I know Jaleel's doing good. And on top of that, he's invested in a couple companies. Yeah. And um apparently he owns some type of tequila company or something. Nice. Yeah, because like he was just on uh Timothy um De La Ghetto, aka Tim Tantarazzi's show um yeah. podcast because he was talking about some of the stuff he's doing. But yeah, he's doing all right. I mean sure, uh, he's I'm... still dressing sharp, still yeah. making money, talking smooth like this. <laughs> Somebody asked him to like uh I remember like back when like Family Matters was big, I saw an interview with them where um people were shocked at what his real voice sounded like. And they're like, So the you don't actually speak like Urkel? And he was like, No, it's just it's just cartoon voice, like Bugs Bunny. True. I mean and he was talking about the fact that like as soon as like you know, Family Matters ended, you know, he was trying to focus on being a writer. Yeah. The Urkel gimmick kind of fucked him for a while. Yeah. yeah. Like just because of the fact they kept on looking at him as Urkel and not as Jaleel. Right. Yeah. Even though he actually is a good actor. Yeah, yeah. I mean, come on, he played two different personalities on one show. That's true, yeah. <laughs> I well, and that's not even it. He's also played other personalities on one show. And it was just like Damn. Um, the guy who played Jar Jar, the same thing that happened to Jar Jar Banks. Um, Ahmed Best, I think, was his name, right? Uh, he got, I mean, he got really fucked over hard. Dude, same thing happened to Brendan Fraser. Yeah, and Brendan Fraser is probably one of the nicest dudes in Hollywood, and he got fucked over. At least he's. Uh, have you had a chance to watch Doom Patrol yet? No, I haven't. Uh, he's. Even though that's mainly, uh, there's only like a few live, a- 
uh, bits of outside the uh, the robot suit. So it's mm-hmm. mostly a voice part, but he's amazing in that too. I might have to check that out. Cause I love Brendan Fraser. I thought he was a very underrated actor. Yeah. Um, of course, you know, people me- remember him from his comedy, but I remember this role he played where he was a Jewish dude going to um, like a Ivy League university. And yeah. he was Jewish for like the whole time. And then like somebody found out he was Jewish and they started just picking on him and writing Jew go home and stuff like that. It was like, I forgot what the name of this movie was. It was really famous. I think Family Guy had made like a, like um they they kind of parodied it. Yeah. Because it was like Brian was going to college or whatever. And it's right. like, I'll go home or something like that. It was, <laughs> it was off of that movie. I huh. remember it was just like, it was so damn real. It was just so good. Because like yeah, he did his roles too. I love it about him. Yeah. And um, like I said, most people think, well, the mummy movie ever since like the tom cruise one came out oh god uh, yeah people have sort of rediscovered the brenda frazier mummy movie just how good that was and how well that actually holds up i mean yeah that was like our indiana jones for our generation pretty much yeah and plus that also gave us the rocket scorpion king yes i mean yeah that launched um god launched the career of probably one of the biggest stars in hollywood now too that means you're, you're a multi-billionaire and you're buying your boss's old football <laughs> football God. franchise. Yeah, seriously, yeah. It was like, I oh. I so. It was like, oh, the XFL's for sale? Shit, let me go ahead and buy that. And this is like, God damn it. Ah, ah. <laughs> that was good shit, Rob. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like, I'll take your money, pal. Here, give me that goddamn paycheck. <laughs> God. You Yo, know, did you ever hear that story about Vince McMahon trying to wrestle uh, Kurt Angle? Oh, oh God, yeah, I think so. Where, like, they would just run up and, yeah, like, like, just roughhouse. They were, like, roughhouse. It was on the fucking plane coming back from, like, a Saudi Arabia show or something. Yeah. <laughs> Matt, he's just like, all right, Matt, here's what I want you to do. It's like, I want you to tell Kurt to come over here. And then I want to go ahead and attack him and try to get him into a pin. And he was like, what's this? <laughs> it was like, I'll give you a raise, 30%. He was like, okay. And then he goes up to yep. Kurt. He's like, hey, Kurt, Vince is about to try to attack you when you're not looking. So prepare yourself. He's like, oh, that fucker's going to do what? Okay. All of a sudden, Vince tried to sneak in on Kurt. Kurt goes in, does like a, uh, does like a uh, suplex, pins <laughs> one, two, three. He's <laughs> like, Marty, what? <laughs> God, uh, you know Vince McMahon is nuts. <laughs> I think. I mean, did you hear about what he did to Keith Lee backstage? No, I don't think so. Okay, so apparently the story is he walked up to Keith Lee like after like he made his debut, right? And this yeah. one just punched him in the face. Just like somebody <laughs> said, "What?" Because like he wanted to see how tough Keith Lee was. Just like <laughs> just like, hey, yo, Vince is gonna come in to hit you. Like pretend you um pretend you gotta take it over, right? But Vince went yeah. in and did a real punch, punch him in the face. <laughs> and he was just like, Well shit, for a 70-year-old man, he still got it. <laughs> I know, yeah. I mean, Vince works out too. He he stays in shape. I don't He's think still Vince on like muscle sleep. magazine. Yeah. Like from what God, people no, are talking favorite... about. Huh? I was just saying too, my favorite Vince McMahon story. Uh I guess when Shane McMahon was 
was young, was very young, you know, he was upset and he said, Daddy, I think there's a monster in my in my closet. I think, you know, the boogeyman's there. And Vince goes, Don't worry, I'll take care of it, Shane. Goes in the closet, starts grunting and making noises, just starts going, it does this for like five minutes. Then opens the door, looks at his son, and goes, Shane, you won't need to worry about the boogeyman. He's dead. It's like, damn. Vince killed the boogeyman. Vince killed the boogeyman. Oh, my gosh. I'm sorry. Uh, Like, hate him or love him, you got to give the man his respect. Yeah, yeah. I got a lot of things I disagree with him on. Yeah. I got to respect the man that, A, has literally put his body on the line for his own company. He was like, I wouldn't ask any of my wrestlers to do something I wouldn't do. Yeah. And that man has literally bled for that company. Yeah, God. I mean, I've seen, like, a... God, like some of the bumps he took during uh, was it St. Valentine's Day Massacre where he was at a cage match? Oh, with Triple H and Sean? Oh, I was thinking of uh, with uh, Steve Austin. Oh, that one was brutal too. Yeah. Like, he's done ones with like, I remember him and Shane went against Triple H and Sean and like sledgehammers, blood everywhere. Oh. Like, this is like taking some bumps and taking some stitches. Yeah. I know too. Like his, uh, there was a time he um, tore both quads just walking to the ring, oh, and just kind of sat there the whole time. Night. Yeah, and he's like, "Stay there the whole time." It's like I'm still going through with the angle. I need to yell at Batista and John Cena first. Oh my gosh, I remember uh, this was most recently. So like, Gronk was um, part of the pay- uh, part of uh, WrestleMania, right? Yeah, and remember yeah. that on um, that stick where he was supposed to fall off of the podium? Yeah, yeah. Because Gronk didn't know how to do it, he did the freaking test fall for him right. first. Like literally, he just jumped off. Boom! It's like okay, that's how you do it. Don't be a pussy. <laughs> <laughs> God, well, I know. Even like uh, I think it was WrestleMania <clears throat> um, twelve was it? Whichever one had the Iron Man match where Sean came in on the zip line. Oh, shit. and I just remember Vince, I guess Vince uh, said, like, all right, we're going to test out the zip line. I'm going to go down first. And they're like, what? I'm going down the zip line, everyone. <laughs> so the CEO. <laughs> he tested down. a zip line. He wasn't sure that was going to work. Basically, yeah. See, that's what I'm talking about. At least I can say this. He wouldn't ask a wrestler on his roster to do something he wouldn't fucking do. Right, yeah. Because, like, like, that's one thing you got to put into mind. Like, that's one of the reasons why you got the loyalty you do that he has in his company. Even yeah. if the product went to shit for now, there's still people that would stick with the company. Yeah. Until it burned down to the ground. You know, I mean, it's funny, too, because... Um, like even people who had issues with him, who left the company, um, will like uh, Bret Hart has said this, and like the Warrior said this too, that they look at Vince McMahon almost like a father. Like that's what I'm saying. Nobody has ever really said anything bad about Vince. 
Yeah, yeah. I've heard people say something about Triple H. <laughs> I've heard people say something about Triple H and Sean or maybe Stephanie every once in a while. But you never really hear anything bad about Vince. Everybody has a Vince and Man story. And yeah, it's just yeah. something funny as fuck. Yeah. Huh. Like, that's one thing I could say. Jericho's never said anything bad about Vince, and he worked with him for a very fucking long time before he went to AEW. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Huh. And this is him being blacklisted from WWE after going to AEW. Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Nobody can say anything bad about Vince because they know Vince would do the same shit they would do if it was needed to come down to it. If, yeah. Vince, need, if, I, if Vince needed to get in the ring and get his ass whooped for the company, he'd do it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's taking chair shots. He's taking huge bumps, too. And even, like, oh, God. Um, and most <clears throat> of the family, too. Even, like, Shane taking some really nasty things too that's what i'm saying him shane even linda has taken some bad bumps stephanie's taking some bad bumps triple h i mean when it comes down to it regardless if you have personal beef with them as wrestlers yeah yeah you really don't hear anything like on a on a level of i don't respect this person i don't like this person but i'll give him respect no yeah that's one thing i can say is that family yeah We'll bleed and sweat. Um, we'll bring blood and we'll do. We'll have blood, sweat, and tears for that company. Yeah, day. yeah. So yeah, like that's why I'm just like. I mean, look. Do I like the product of WWE right now? Mm. <sighs> it's mediocre. I've seen them do better. Yeah, I've seen some Unless mini I events that would definitely trample the shit out of WWE right now. Yeah, but am I still a fan of WWE? Yes, because I love wrestling. Yeah. Do I love AEW? Hell yeah. Ring of Honor? Yes. GCW? Yeah. Oh, hell yeah. Especially after that Leo Rush match I saw a couple weeks ago. Speaking of which, yeah, it's a- Leo Rush yeah. did a super cinematic entrance that was out of this fucking world. And it's free on um, it was the GCW slide pay-per-view. But they put it on for free on YouTube. It was so dope. I'm gonna have to watch it too. I need to I'm not. I'm not up with my GCW. <laughs> Got me on. Okay, he um he had a match with um this dude um Blake um Blake Christensen, and they put on yeah. a show. Like it was the best story I've seen in a while for people on a cruiserweight style match. It was amazing. I'm going to YouTube after this. I'm checking it out. <laughs> I will send you the link. That'd yeah, be awesome. But look. I feel like even though it's been tough for wrestling this year, it's been a good year for wrestling because yeah, yeah, they're trying their hardest to make entertainment happen even with all this stuff going on. And AEW yeah. is slowly trying to bring crowds back, but they're doing it in the right amount. Yeah, like they're controlling it and they're not bringing too much at one time. And um, and the one thing too is that now there's so much uh, good wrestling out there too, like. Mid two thousands, you had WWE and TNA. Yep. Now you're starting to see, uh, like, Ring of Honor has got more attention. Uh, you've got PWG and. Um, oh man, when PWG was like, especially in the early two thousands, going into like, I say at its peak about two thousand fifteen, those were like some of the best years. Uh, yeah, like, yeah. Plus, I'm sorry when you do an angle where you got. Justin Liger, Tommaso <laughs> Champa. Yeah. And then you got Pete Dunn, Matt Riddle, yeah. 
Cedric Alexander. Everybody's putting a thumb in each other's ass. Mm-hmm. And then Justin Viger <laughs> walks around the damn ring and flips everybody. You know, and that's just God. The oh, day that the day that Jushin Thunder Liger showed up on NXT, it's like finally, finally, people appreciate this guy. Justin Liger is the greatest superhero wrestler ever. Yeah, I'm so sad he retired this year. Yeah, yeah, I got to see the retirement matches, and he went out like a G. You know. I still think it's hilarious that his whole gimmick was, I think it's the same thing with like Tiger Mask too, where those were like anime first. Yep. That they literally base themselves on like cartoon superheroes and they've had like this massive career. I mean, hell, um, Justin Liger had freaking pop idol groups. Yeah. And toys and action figures, animes mm-hmm. made after him. Yeah, yeah. And he had multiple titles at one time, too. Mm-hmm. Kyle, he was one of the most decorated junior heavyweights in New Japan history. Him and, like, Ultimo Dragon are the only people I know that had, like, five, six, seven belts from different promotions all over the world. Yeah. God, Ultimo. I think Ultimo Dragon's still wrestling, too. Yeah. Sonny Ono's still freaking managing him. <laughs> God, like I, oh. I'm like I'm friends with Sonny Ono on Facebook. He's still managing, and that is a man who invented the selfie. And nobody knows Sonny Ono yeah. was doing selfies way before we had cell phones. He had the Polaroid yeah. taking selfies and shit. Oh, God, yeah. Now it's hilarious too because um I didn't realize that Takamichinoku was still around. Hell yeah, like sure. yeah, like he's still going for it too. Yeah, he wrestles for New Japan every once in a while. He's got his own um, own place, um, Michinoku Pro, and then Kaitai has their own thing, too. They got their own dojo. Yeah, yeah. God, Dude, I, I mean, know if... that Men's Tail is uh, wrestling with Yoshitatsu in their own stable right yeah. now. God. I mean, it's amazing, too, because, like... <clears throat> I mean, New Japan, um, there's, like, so much talent there, and there's, like, so much... Um, I mean, it's amazing, too, because you watch, like, some old New Japan matches. You watch, like, old Japanese matches. Mm-hmm. Um, you see, like, how much talent is required to be there and how much, um, like, even, like, the Western uh, athletes who went through there, how much they start rose to the occasion. Like, yeah. you watch, like, old Japanese Hulk Hogan matches. He actually does moves. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, he actually he puts people to submission spot. moves. But yeah, like you go to Japan, you can't be just doing the you know the six moves of doom thing like we do out yeah. here. Yeah, exactly. Like they wrestle like grappling matches. Like I was sitting there watching a fifteen minute match between him and Anoki. They sitting there, they doing grapples and holes. I'm seeing Hogan do a stretch. Yeah, I'm, seeing, I'm just like he tried to do the leg drop on Anoki. Anoki kicked out in like the first five minutes, and then <laughs> you know I'm just like, oh, this is gonna be a match match. I know, yeah, that's when you pull up, like, oh, okay, let's see what. <laughs> like, shoot, I mean, but you know, like, thinking about it, like in Japan, man, you had like the Stan Hensons. Mm-hmm. I mean, Andre you had, was up there for a while too, you know, yeah. did a bunch of stuff up there. I mean, shoot, the Vader matches were way different in Japan. Yeah. I remember the match between him and Jun Akiyama. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I watched that match, it was him and Jun Akiyama. 
and Vader was just on a winning streak, and Jun Akiyama was like the first motherfucker to actually slam him with a fisherman buster suplex. And I remember that had the roof just like going off watching that match. That was like early 2000s. Yeah, yeah. Like that that was like the shit though. Like, mm-hmm. and I feel like, and that's just it though. I'm I'm in love with Japanese pro wrestling. And I yeah. love like, the women's division out there too, yeah. like stardom and stuff. And right. semi pro, them girls be going. Well, that's where like Asuka came from, right? I mean Yeah, Asuka came from um She was kinda back up there. Yeah, she was uh, wrestling for Stardom or Sendai Pro, I think, at the time. And that's the same one that um, Riho came out of and um, Hikaru Shida. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even Sendai and Stardom, both of them did. And because yeah, uh, that's um, Mako Satomura's um, league, um, Sendai Girls. And, you know, right, Mako right. uh, Satomura's the, the GOAT, the legend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're still rocking it and beating young girls' asses all over the. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, seriously. You know, yeah, I mean, that's, God, it's amazing because, like, people up there, like, uh, the wrestlers in Japan have such, like, long careers, too, it seems like. I mean, they stick around, like. Um, that's just it, though. Uh, you see a lot more men stick around because, like, you if you see a female wrestler stay around long, yeah, that's rare because a lot of girls get injured super early in their career. Yeah, like, yeah. Like, but, you know, like, somebody I was shot, so um, Hokuto, um. I can't remember her first name, but it was like Hokuto. She had a feud with Medusa back in mm-hmm. WCW. Her daughter's yeah, wrestling. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, her daughter's wrestling. Like, I've seen second generation girls that we watched, like, yeah. come through, like, you know, WWE or um, freaking WCW, and their daughters are wrestling now. Yeah, I mean, that's. God. And it's funny, too, because. Uh... Like WCW was the place where you, if you were typically in the West, you only watch like Western wrestling. That's where you got exposed to, um, you know, people like Ultimo Dragon, the yeah Japanese, the Luchadors. Mm-hmm. You know, you had like Psychosis. You had um, Ray Mysterio. Ray Mysterio. Man. Yeah. Oh man! Like uh, I mean, that was that was like the international league because WWE was more focused on Western wrestling. Right. And then, like, they started slowly bringing in people from, like, Europe and Japan. But, like, W, it was like, if you wanted international style wrestling, you got, you would have, like, a luchador section in the, um, in the card. Mm -hmm. Then you'd have a Japanese section. Then you would get American. Sometimes you would get, like, William Regal and, yeah, from Finley, something like that, too. And Um, it was great because you got a mixture of styles. Yeah. And everybody had wrestled outside the country, too, at one point. Let me yeah, hell, even call them here were the IWGP tag champions at one point. Yeah. Um, and that's one of the things too. Like I'd always uh I always made a point to watch Thunder, even though watching some old episodes of Thunder now, oh, they boy. haven't always aged. Yeah. Oh yeah. But that's where you'd see like Chavo Guerrero Jr. And that's where you'd see um you Chavo's know psychosis. Underrated. Chavo is underrated too, yeah. Cut um but I'm sad that Lucha Underground doesn't exist anymore. That shit was so cold. I was actually, <laughs> I started binge watching a whole bunch of old episodes on yeah. YouTube like a couple weeks ago. I'm just like, this was some good shit. I know, yeah. Even the trios matches were on point, man. The one, oh God, the, 
one match. Oh, I forget who it was. Oh, crap. Um, it was like the big season finale. It mm-hmm. was Vampiro. I forget who it was against. It was like the guy. Who was Junior? My, I can't even remember. It was uh, because I know Pentagon Jr. and Vampiro went at it, and Pentagon broke his arm. I bet that's right. Yeah, I bet it's Pentagon Jr. Where it was like that big match where they were like breaking lights over each other, and it ends with uh, Vampiro going, Break my arm, broke his arm. It's like that was some of the most incredible TV I've ever seen wrestle, just even like the whole package, too, where he comes in in like a bishop outfit. And I love that shit because of the fact they had so many good damn stories. I mean, motherfuckers were actually dying in this. Yeah, story. I know. I remember when they got rid of Big Rick. Yeah. <laughs> then they got bit of. I was like, oh shit, they killing motherfuckers off in the show. This yeah. is tight. I know. Yeah. God. That was the first time too I was introduced to um, El Shirai. Oh really? Yeah, because she was part of the Lotus, um, the Lotus um, Triad. Yeah. Well, it was like the three Asian girls. Yeah, like three or four. That was the first time I had seen her, and I believe if I'm correct too, that was the first time I seen um, who was Oscar's tag team partner? I'm trying to think here. Um, the one that does the oh, Kyrie Singh was in that group too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Io Shirai and Kyrie Singh were in the group, and uh, two other girls. And then that was also the first time I had seen Ar Fox. Right. And then I realized later down the line with Killshot. That was Isaiah Swerve Scott. Right, right. That was the first time I had seen a black luchador, too. Yeah, yeah. So, like oh. him. And then also, I didn't know Prince Puma was Ricochet. Yeah, which I didn't realize that until it was after... Um... God, what was the... My memory's um, crappy, too. The big match with Ricochet that really pissed off um, Jim Cornette because... It was like so choreographed where they were like flipping off and oh him and Will Osprey Osprey yeah Japan, Ricochet Osprey match yeah <laughs> I saw that and then I found out that Prince Puma was Ricochet yes I love that match that shit was like watching the anime yeah I mean the one part I remember was when they go out of the ring and they both flip in right as the ten count hits that shit was scary good yeah it's like they how are can super humans yeah, exactly. Like, how can mortals do this? I, I want to see actual... Will Osprey come to America and wrestle for one of the promotions here in America. Yeah, yeah. I need I need him and Ricochet to just go at it one more time. Yeah, yeah, just, yeah. Just on American TV, just to see it one more time. Yeah, exactly. I mean, sometimes do the like AJ Styles and and Shinsuke didn't quite measure up to the first round, but you know the WrestleMania I, match. Well. You, oh, <laughs> oh! I was so disappointed. But yeah. of course, it's WWE. They got to do a WWE style. They can't yeah. do New, New Japan. I'm gonna knock your teeth out in the middle of the match style. AJ yeah, got in exactly. trouble for knocking out Cesaro's teeth. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's like we're not gonna see a whole. We're not gonna see a whole lot of strong style. I'm about to say because remember AJ like in his third week in WWE. Did the freaking phenomenal elbow and knocked that damn Cesaro's teeth. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like, oh, shit. He stit the shit out of him. I saw the two fly, too. I've never Caught. seen 
Cesaro's usually the person that hits that person the hardest. <laughs> I know, yeah. To see Cesaro get like his shit wrecked like that too. <laughs> I was like, but you know, when you're over in Japan and when you know you're used to uh, autumn stiff shots. Oh God, what was it? Kit. We used, I think it was a uh, Samoa Joe. And I think it was Kit Kabushi where they had that big match where it was all just like chest chops that Ooh. you could just literally you could just turn off the video and hear it because every couple of seconds it's just stop the end of the match their chests are both like beat red too just because they were literally slapping each other as hard as they could go so man i remember just watching um i watched a recent uk um nxt uk episode and yeah. they had um they had uh Amelia dragonoff versus um walter oh yeah yeah 20 minutes of them slapping the shit out of each other. I'm talking about uh, yeah. I'm talking about two six foot something white men just chopping and chopping and slapping and crunching and uh, slapping. They put this as one of the top matches of the year too. Like <laughs> Meltzer gave it like five something stars. Yeah. Because they were just like you could just hear the, the friction, the pounding into the chest, bro. I'm talking about I had never seen Walter look so red in the chest. Usually, he, you know, you've seen Walter's hands. Yeah, yeah. Bro, you got to watch that match. Ilya Dragunov versus Walter. Man. The whole thing was, I I think New Japan would have blushed watching this. Yeah. That's, that's it was like watching Kobayashi versus Masawa. Oof. Yeah. God. Like, just, they, they beat each other down. Yeah, like, yeah. I mean, there was blood. There, like, seriously, they were like bleeding in the mouth. Like, you can see a little blood coming out of the chest because of all the scarring and stuff. I know because they're just hit. They're just beating the crap out of each other too. Oh, and don't get me started with all the slams. Like, they were slamming on the side of the ring a lot. I yeah. was like, is this Tokyo Dome? I know. Seriously, God, this is like some. I'm just waiting for like Terry Funk to rush in and set like C4 and shit too. It, like somebody's oh going to die here too. Oh, you just had me think about um him and um it was like a big old death match. It was a, it was one of the exploding death matches they had in Japan. Yeah. It was it was like him and um who who was it? Masato Tanaka, I think. I think it was Tanaka. God, I remember Tanaka. they had like this big old stadium death match. Yeah. With the exploding cage. And I remember at the end of the match, the referee died. <laughs> yeah. God. Guys, I know like Tanaka, like I've seen like his old ECW stuff where he'd take like 10 chair shots right to the face and just be like, oh with him and um freaking Mike Awesome having them matches beating the shit out of each other. Exactly. Yeah. RIP to Mike Awesome, but good God. I good. know, yeah. Hi. You know, he was like that was a guy too who had like a bunch of incredible matches at ECW, but then they brought him into like Russo era uh, WCW or incredible matches at ECW. Then they brought him into WCW right during the Russo era. Oh man! And uh, yeah. well, the good thing is, at least before he died, he did some good matches in Japan before he yeah. passed away. Because like that was where he was yeah. beast was in Japan. Plus, yeah, yeah, yeah. I ain't gonna sit here and lie. I never seen some power bombs like that until I saw Mike Awesome. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh my gosh, he almost killed Masato Tanaka. I don't know how many damn times. 
those yeah those matches i mean i think they did um you know they uh, they did like a few ecw and i think they didn't they do one at like hardcore heaven or um uh, one night only something like that too yeah they did hardcore heaven and they also did um they did a one night stand match yeah like when um when they was under the wwe brand yeah when they did like the big reunion shows yeah like i say the best ecw events were definitely the first two or three one night stands definitely yeah and then that's when it went to shit yeah then it became wwe cw with the zombie and also no ecw rules in the ecw show yeah when like the big ecw pay-per-view was a um a big show match too it's like i think they've kind of lost the spirit when it was like an elimination chamber oh yeah that was disappointing yeah uh, anyway, dude, anyway dude, i might actually need to get going i've got to get to the festival yeah for Night of lights. get off of here and start editing this episode. yeah so yeah you basically have witnessed basically tomfoolery fuckery and wrestling thank you very much for coming <laughs> on this episode um this is anthony anthem aka black fabio aka the midnight marauder aka mr aka that's chris cole and also that was mark Pryor um earlier in the episode but with that, guys, we are out. And O-U-T. Also, don't forget to spare new to your animals. This is Bob Barker speaking. <laughs> the price is right.